Regular gum is boring, but Icebreaker's ice cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreaker's gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreaker's Ice Cubes Gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. Right here on 1049 the horn. Okay. That's interesting, man. That's this is a this is quite a shift from this the first shift. two songs. Tell you, this guy plays like multiple songs in the movie. Alright, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Pat Patrick takes jams from a soundtrack uh, and based on those selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. Harge? No chance. No <laughs> chance. Would it, would it help you if I tell you who this is? This might give you. I don't know if it's full yeah, Hindu. Go ahead, go ahead. This is Jeff Healy. Yeah, that does you know what movie performing. Jeff Healy was in? Nope. I probably couldn't tell you either. Okay. Uh, let's play. <laughs> uh, I think with this, this may be a music. He's playing in a. He's playing in a bar, in a rowdy bar. Oh, Roadhouse. It is Roadhouse. Wow. He's the blind guy, right? He's the blind guitar player right. in Roadhouse. Okay. Throughout the whole movie, Jeff Healy. Yeah, I did Jeff not Healy. think those other two jams were in Roadhouse. So the first song wow. is when the bad guy's driving down the road, like swerving all over and almost <laughs> hits Dalton at the beginning of the movie. Man. That's the song he's listening to. And the yeah. second one is the, the sex scene. Okay. These arms of mine yeah. is when they're like dancing at the yeah. sex scene with Patrick Swayze. Okay. Uh, that, yeah, that, yeah. You, you wouldn't given us several clues. We'd have never even got close. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I'm looking that, at it. Everybody, it just, we finally got back online, and everybody from the very rip, everybody's Roadhouse, Roadhouse. And they knew Roadhouse. Yeah. I, it, it's a classic. That, why is there a significance for Roadhouse? Uh, it came out in 1989 this week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, a, right. it's, a, it's a classic. That It's one of those ones that you're like, I have to assume you've at least watched parts of it. Because it's been I've on TV. I've watched the movie a thousand times. <laughs> I just never paid attention to the music, I guess. I've watched the movie. I haven't probably watched it in 20 years, though. I mean, yeah, it's never. It's, it's never not just, a movie you need to go back. You're not flipping through the, mo- the, flipping through no. the channels. It's always is, on TV. Roadhouse is not one of the movies that if I see on TV, I'll go, oh, I got to finish this movie. I got to watch the rest of it. Like, no. It's I think once I get to I the fight. I right past Roadhouse every time. Once I get to the fighting <laughs> scenes, once you get in there, you're like, all right, I just got to. Plus, I always want to see Terry Funk in it. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's yeah because you're a wrestling guy. Yeah, I want to yeah. see Terry Funk in it. No, no, I, I I appreciate what Roadhouse is, but yeah, I mean, it, the, it's not. We're, talk, we're not talking about great cinema. Here. It has it has one of the greatest lines <laughs> at the end of the movie from uh, the dumb buffoon like henchman, where uh, where they kill they kill Wesley right, and yes. then they all, they all have guns. So they're like, it could it could have been any of us who killed him, <laughs> and then the the henchman comes out and they're like, well, who did it? And he's like. 
a bear fell on me. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, no, it's got some uh, spectacularly cheesy moments in Roadhouse, and I guess that's why it rips his throat out. It's so yep. exactly yep. ridiculously cheesy moments, but that's what makes it so uh, so so uh, spectacularly beloved by people out there. That's why it's become an iconic film, mm-hmm. uh, just because now it's kind of a pop culture. Favorite. Yeah. All right. Good job uh, to the text line. Good yeah, job great job. I didn't, great we didn't, job. We didn't come close to it. All right. Uh, you can always hit us up. You know the number to the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Uh, we'll get into some Sark sound here if we have time. We'll get into Rodney Terry sound as well. Uh, thanks to my man Jeff Howard at Horns 24-7 because he dropped this audio to us. I bet they had it uh, in case you want to hear more of it because it was a lot of audio. So we're not going to play all of it. We will be very selective about uh, the cuts that we play. But uh, I think you can hear more of it if you go to the podcast page and go podcast like the tower my man jeff Howe was on there uh with cameron uh parker and they actually went through a lot of this audio as well so we'll get to that audio and if we have time like i said we'll go sark and rodney terry but coming up in hearts knock life my man hard's got a special guest for the people that's right we got our man coach jt blair of westlake coming up to pre- preview their game against Round Rock, mm. one of the biggest games in the country, not mm. only in the area, but in the country. Wow. Two highly talented baseball teams. In the country? Westlake, in the country. Yeah. Okay. No doubt. That's not hyperbole either. Just... That's not even playing. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> I can tell. One of the, yeah, this is, this is high-level baseball that is going to be on display here in this area. All right. Uh, yep. uh, we'll get to that coming up in Hard to Knock Life. Um, all right, let's get to this Sark audio because there's a, f- a few a bits of audio that I want to get to, and then we can discuss them after uh, we hear from Steve Sarkeesian, the head coach for Texas football. The first one is about the expectations for Texas football and the offseason, the kind of uh, runaway hype train uh, right now, and Sark's not trying to stop it. Right? Sark is all about the hype. He's all about the expectations because he thinks his team is really good. Um, so they're, I think they're asking him in this uh, audio here about the expectations for the offseason um, and you know, talking about how much he likes this team and how this team is built. Um, here's Steve Sarkeesian. I try to be honest and transparent. You know? I try to just talk about the things that are, that we're focused on and what we're doing. I try to talk about the strengths of our about the trying to yeah, I feel pretty good about our team. We got plenty of work to do. Um, but from where we've been from January to this point, the roster we have, the staff continuity, um, the culture that we've that we developed, the depth at position groups, those are those are all really good things to to have in your program. Now we gotta put it all together, right? That's the next phase of this thing. But um, I feel I feel good about the team and the and the team we have and just the structure of the organization, the people that are in place. All right, that's Steve Sarkeesian basically saying, I ain't bragging. I mean, right. I, I think people are starting to think, and maybe uh, he's kind of ca- maybe Steve Sarkeesian is calling his shot. Uh, maybe he's a bit braggadocious about this team. Not at all. He I, he's saying no. I'm just being really frank and matter of fact and forthcoming and telling you I like this team. This is exactly the kind of team that I would have constructed. I was you know as a as a head coach now and as kind of the CEO of this football program, I was able to be very hands-on about building and, con- and, and constructing every part of this roster. And he's basically telling you, yeah, I have high expectations too. 
I think we're going to be a really, really good team. I'm glad. I'm glad he's not shying away from that. Uh, right. Here at Texas, you can't shy away from that. Well, and the simple fact too of the way that he was going about his business is he he finally has looked at his team in the light in which he walks in. He's looking at it and saying, this is who I believe our team is. This is the point that we've been working towards. And now it's time for us to take that next step. So, yeah, I mean, you got the quarterback in place. You got wide receivers. We talked about the returning lettermen or starters on this team. The only two places that he's missing is the running back position. And, I mean, that's that's huge to, to feel. But remember last year, they were a few plays away on multiple mm. games from going to another level. Let's be fair, though. They were also close to dropping to another level, too. I'm not, being, I'm not trying no. to be pessimistic. No, I, I appreciate that. This is a glass half I full, appreciate glass that. half empty conversation. Yes. yes, they were very close to beating Bama, should have beat Bama. Yep. Hell, you, are, you basically had a game-winning drive for Texas Tech that ended up you not being a, a game-winning drive, yeah. uh, or at least a game-tying drive, and then we had to fumble by Bijan, which how often have we seen that happen? How uncharacteristic was that of Bijan? Exactly. Um, so you were very close to winning that game. We talk about the Oklahoma State game all the time. Mm-hmm. That's probably a game you should have won because Oklahoma State was on a downward spiral at the time. Yep. But, hey, the this, well, actually, has some sound about that Baylor game later on that we'll get to. Matter of fact, this is kind of a perfect time to get into it. Uh, it's, it, it, this is actually kind of what you're talking about too, Harge. Uh, and I'm glad Jeff Howe asked the question because they were really close to, like I said, beating Bama, and they could have easily beat Texas Tech. And now you're talking about – double-digit wins. But also, let's not forget the K-State win. It comes because the Keandre Coburn has the big play at the end of the game. They don't start Will Howard. They start Will Howard after that, and then they yep. go on the win to Big 12. You and I both agree to start Will Howard in that game. Might totally be a different, different outcome. Game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, the Iowa State game. Listen, they, they couldn't – the Iowa State quarterback, Hunter Deckers, that might have been his best damn game. He was dealing out there against Texas, yep. and Texas really didn't find many ways to stop them. Remember, they're moving the ball late. That's Xavier Hutchinson is a drop touchdown away from beating Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jalen Ford makes a, a big play late, and Texas essentially rode Bijan and, and Rojo late in that game to seal it and put it away. And then the Baylor game, essentially Texas does the same thing, right? Bad right. first half, and then the second half they're able to ride Bijan and Rojo. So they were really close to being a double-digit win team, but also – uh, really close to being, being an above-average team. Right. But I, I, I still saw growth, though. I, I definitely saw growth. <laughs> and just like you said, there was two different ways that this could have <laughs> went on both sides of it. You probably are looking at a 10-win team going for 11 if things yes. go the other way. Yes. And then you look at it the other way, you're also looking at a team that might have went seven games. So there's so many different ways that we are going to view this. But for me, for him to have that confidence, I think he firmly believes in what he sees on this team. And he's also looked at the landscape of the Big 12. This is a perfect opportunity for them to seize the moment. You come into the Big 12 winning the Big 12 championship, you can leave the Big 12 winning the Big 12 championship. Uh, and, and here's a cut that I was referring to. It's cut um, five here, and he's being asked by my man Jeff, or at least one of the members of the media, I assume, about the Baylor game. Um, and how they won the Baylor game, and then he expands on his point. Here is Steve Sarkeesian. Well, I thought it was, it was a good win because we found a way to win, and I think a lot of times when you're playing good, good people and good teams, you have to find a way to win the game, and you've you got to make those necessary adjustments in-game to make that happen, and we weren't throwing the ball great that night. 
and we ended up, I think, running it 22 straight times, and we found a way to win. And that's not how every game's going to go. Um, but I thought that was the most important message to our guys is, one, instilling the belief that they can, um, but, two, finding a way to win. And um, that's ultimately what it's about. I, I go to the Kansas State game as well. You know, That was a hard-fought game. We found a way to win the game. We found a way to get a turnover at a critical moment. Like, that's what really good teams do. And that's why I say I felt like we made a lot of progress and that we didn't find a way to do that in year one. And we found a way to do it in a couple games in year two. Hopefully that starts to become more of the norm. Totally agree. Great love point it. by Sarge. Yeah, exactly. Love, love it. it. It's, that's, a, that's a perfect answer to that yep, question. Yep. Uh, and he's right. It's exactly what we discussed. They were right there. They were teetering on being a double-digit win team, but also teetering on potentially being a team that wins six or seven games. Uh, but I, I think it was progress because yep. they wouldn't have won those games, or they didn't, I should say, win those games in 2021, 2022, three – Baylor game, Iowa State, and K-State, to me, were all like that, where Texas just kind of found a way to pull out the game late. You could argue that the opponent uh, made some bad decisions, whether it be not starting Will Howard, to drop by Xavier Hutchinson. Doesn't matter. Still got to find a way to win those games. Uh, okay, here's the uh, another cut from uh, Steve Sarkeesian. This one is about his philosophy overall, his um, philosophy of big humans, right? He wants big humans inside. He wants fast humans outside. And now that Texas is on their way to the SEC, um, here is Sark talking about about how that philosophy lines up with the new ecosystem that they're about to embark on in the SEC. I think that's a good point. I, I was going to say that. You, you took the words out of my mouth. I think, I, you know, ultimately you get to this stage of your career of where I think you, you, you can stand firm on your two feet of knowing who you are. At least you'd hope so, and I feel like I do. And, you know, I believe in being big up front. I believe in being trying to be the most physical team every time we take the field. And um, But to complement that, you have to have speed on the perimeter. And so that's just what I believe in. It just so happens that's kind of what's needed in that other league, too, because of the, the way teams are built. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a formula for success in whatever league that you play in. From Little League to the NFL, you know, it just seems like if you're big up front, you've got you know, really skilled, speed athletes, and you've got good quarterback play, you always got to give yourself a chance to, to win football games. It seems pretty simple, Harge, but uh, simplistically brilliant. Big, giant humans inside to give you the girth and size advantage, speed advantage outside so that you can have the skill advantage in his offense. And it's pretty obvious that's what he wants and that's what he's building. Well, that's that's the plan that you should have and the way that he's gone about it and the way that he's looked at everything. And to your point, he's he's figured some things out for him to be able to have this confidence. I mean, you don't walk out there and say that because we've seen him on the sideline talking about, guys, we are bad. And now he's at the point where he's starting to believe in his team to where he's like, okay, let's get this figured out and see what we can do next to to make sure that as we make this transition that we've heard on the pivot, he was talking about it. I'm going to where you guys came from. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that we can go out there and compete. And now he feels like he's put together a group that he can compete with. So that's huge for him. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I, I think he wants to emphasize that 
that philosophy even more. Mm-hmm. I, I think this year, one of my Black Shredamas predictions, you're going to see more of that 6-0 line package, what I call kind of the bully ball package. They call it Big 12 and Big 11, um, depending on what the personnel group is. But they just add a sixth offensive lineman to the package. You mm-hmm. saw it last year. We saw it in different spurts. Uh, and they really like to do it with Andre Carrick. I think you're going to see more of it. Last year's probably about 15%. I think you're going to see it probably close to 25%, maybe even 30%. According to the coaching clinics that I've watched of, of Kyle Flood, he says they want to be they want to be in that package 30 to 40% of the time, right. ideally, which is kind of wild to me considering. But if you, when you have think about it, you're a like, surplus, huh? yeah, exactly. When you have a <laughs> surplus of great offensive linemen, which Texas actually has right now, why wouldn't you just give yourself a size advantage? That may solve the issue they have in the run game right now, being able to add some juice to the running game without a Bijan and without a Rojo yeah. as well. So throwing that I'm out with there. that. Um, all right, so uh, that's, we got some more socks on. We'll get back to that in the top of the 6 o'clock, and we'll also get back to it. Um, we talk about uh, Texas basketball a little bit because Rodney Terry also was a part of that Texas fight tour. We have some Rodney Terry sound that we'll get to in the top of the 6 o'clock. And I'll talk some uh, Texas football in Rod's round of the day if uh, we don't get a chance to get back to that because I got some topics that we'll get to. Um, Rojo actually getting a lot of love from the Bears. Bijan uh, describing how he's going to be utilized by the Atlanta Falcons. So I'll get you uh, your Texas Longhorn fix in Rod's round of the day if we don't get back around to it. All right, uh, what you got coming up for the people in Hard Knock Life? We got Coach J.T. Blair of the Westlake Chaparral's baseball team as they prepare for their big contest against the Round Rock Dragons. They got Round Rock, then they play at Westlake on Friday, and then they may, if they go to game three, it will be at Concordia University. So there's a big time baseball games going on starting tomorrow. Um, all right, uh, talking some hardball with my man Hardball coming up in Hard Knock Life right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horse. Regular gum is boring, but Icebreakers Ice Cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreakers gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreakers Ice Cubes gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Bye. You have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a midweek movie edition of Ball Don't Lie. And our midweek movie was Roadhouse, which had me and my man Rob Babers confused until, but I want to give a shout out to all the listeners because they all got it. And me and, me and Rob were sitting here trying to figure it out. And it's no. a movie that I actually watch. I watch it when I'm flipping through. TBS has it on all the time. They do have it on so, all the time. They love so Roadhouse. They yes. do ro- love they, Roadhouse. They, it's the Roadhouse Network. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, it's your boy Hardball Hards. Follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hards. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. And we love it when you're a part of the show. And congratulations for getting all that correct today. 
Uh, you can hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And joining us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is a man that is really, really busy, and he's got a lot on his mind. He's the head coach of the Westlake Chaparral's baseball team, which is 34-3, and my man J.T. Blair. Mm-hmm. Coach Blair, how are you doing? Harbaugh, how you guys doing? We're excited, Good, man. We're excited about this. We're excited to talk to you. This is a big week. You guys have been rocking and rolling all year. From what I understand, this is the most wins at Westlake ever in their baseball history with 34 wins. Talk about that. Hey, you know what? We've got a team that's uh, pretty resilient. We've won in every way this year. I mean, we've uh, come from behind. We have battled back. We've won in extra innings. We boat race people. I mean, we've, we've done it all, man. This is a resilient group, and, and uh, they like to play. Yeah, and they do love to play. You got some guys over there that I've known since they were little kids, and they've grown up and, and really played the game of baseball at a very high level. And now the stakes get a little bit higher as you sit here today. I was actually at the game when y'all were playing Brandeis. Um, they had that freshman that pitched, went 10 innings, and you guys were out there battling. And, you know, Chance Cover was out there on the mound, and then you brought in Duvall, and then you end up winning it with a walk-off home run. And I could just see the excitement in that game right there and how your team, as you said, are very resilient. They will find a way to win. That was pretty exciting right there. Hey, you know, we got some guys that were that would rather bleed on the field than lose. And that's what you want, right? Yep. It's May 17th. It's May 17th, baby, and the Shafts are still in the playoffs. And that is you know, a beautiful thing. You know, these are standard expectations now, you know? Yeah. That's good. This is a big-time game matchup, too. You're going up against Round Rock. You guys have faced each other in scrimmages, and so you know each other's history. Round Rock, I've known Round Rock since I was in high school, and they've been always good the entire time. So this is a big-time battle. So tell us what you know about Round Rock and what the expectation. Obviously, we know the expectation is to go over there and win, but this is going to be one of the most highly contested battles in the nation. I told Rod that earlier. I was like, these are two of the best baseball teams in the nation going at it right here in Central Texas. Sure. The two-story programs, you know the history behind Round Rock baseball. You know the history uh, you know, behind Westlake baseball. Two-story programs, uh, they've had a great year. They've got a good team. They're solid. They've got good arms on the front end. And, um, you know, they find ways to win. They, they, they play a little small ball. I mean, they're, they're good. They're well coached. I mean, I can guarantee you one thing. Coach Carter will have the Dragons ready to go. Coach, we wanted to talk to – we're talking to head coach J.T. Blair of the Westlake Chaparrales. And, Coach, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your team. I mean, you've got a lot of seniors on your squad, and obviously they've grown up to be Shaps, but they've gone through this program from start to finish. What does that mean to you to have so much experience and a bunch of guys that have gone through some tough times and some great times as well? You know, 23 seniors, and I had these guys in camp when they were nine years old. You know, and I remember, I remember every one of these guys when they were that age, and they've, and they've all grown up here and, wanted to, and, and it's been their dream to play for Westlake, you know, Westlake High School. And, um, you know, they're, they're uh, a good group of guys. We've had some guys that, have, that are two-sport players, mm-hmm. obviously, two-sport athletes. You know, Ebby Neptune said this. Todd Dodge said this. 
Ron Schrader said this. You know, now Tony Salazar says this. The, the, the championships at Westlake are won with two sport athletes. So a lot of these guys have already played in big games. They've already played in the state championship football game, right? They played, they played under, uh, you know, under the, the, the bright lights in front of 40,000 people. So, you know, I'm, I, we're not going to be intimidated and we're going to be ready. Yeah, I love that. I love that uh, whole mentality about it all because of the simple fact, too, as you said, a lot of these guys are two sport athletes. They've been in the battles. They know what it's all about. They're they're not going to be intimidated. And you know what to expect when you're looking at the uh, Round Rock Dragons and what their expectations are as a team as well. But when you get on the field and it's time to execute, I love the fact of what you said, that you've done it in every single way possible. You've done it with the long ball. You've done it with your speed. You've done it with your pitching. You've done it with your defense. If you had to pinpoint one moment this season that was the turning point to get you guys to, to know that, hey, this could be a very, very special year, where would that moment be? Rockwall came in here early, early in the year. Rockwall, highly touted, uh, one of my best friends in the world, coaches there, brought their group down, and we were down four to nothing quick, right? And next thing you know, it's about the it's about the fifth inning, and we start pounding away. And next thing we're up, next thing you know, we're up six four, and and then we go up, you know, ten four. We just kept getting two hot hits, you know, Mike and. You know, that's when you when you can get the two out hits and put the daggers in. That's what we've been doing all year. Yeah, and that's you know, the, but that the Rockwall game, the Rockwall game was when I knew, man, we, we, this is a group that's that's, that's not going to lay down. We're going to fight. Yeah, and you got a chance too to go up to uh, Frisco and play in a big tournament early in the year. You were challenged up there, but you guys came out of it, you know, unscathed. Then, like I said, I was at the game against uh, Brandeis where it was close game. It was 4-4 four, four for a very long time. You had some opportunities. There were some missed opportunities, some great plays on defense as well by your team. There was a line drive to shortstop, double play throw over to mm-hmm. end their threat over there. Bennett made the play and threw it over to first. And now you're sure. sitting there, and and now you're going up to Round Rock. You're going to play the first game there tomorrow night, 730 at Dragon uh, Field. And then you're going to play at home on Friday night. And if you happen to go to Saturday, it's going to be at Concordia. I tell you this much, at both places, Round Rock and at Westlake, it is all going to be standing room only. I've been at both of those ballparks. I've seen both of these teams. It is going to be an absolute madhouse. Standing room only. And that's the way we wanted it, right? I mean, it's two great communities battling it out. And, um, I, you know, one thing I said when we were talking before the series is, you know, let's don't go to a neutral side every game. Let's 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 get let's get them on our own campuses. Let's get it where we can we can pack it where they're hanging from the rafters, and and let's let's make it electric. And I think that's what it's all about. High school high school you know Texas high school baseball playoffs. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and I, I you know I always I always talk about the fact too of Texas high school football. We all know that Rod's from Houston. He's been a part of that as well. But when you get teams at the baseball. Um, epicenter of Westlake and of Round Rock, two-story programs as we talked about. And then you guys, a lot of these kids have played with each other and they played against each other all since they were little kids. So this is going to be a huge matchup as as you sit here and look at it. What are your thoughts on uh, 
Sequoia. I mean, he's the name that everybody's been talking about. He runs it up there about 100 miles an hour. I know, I mean, it, it is something that is to be seen. Obviously, there's going to be a packed house with a bunch of scouts, I'm sure, as it has been all year for both teams. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on when you've seen this young man? Because, I, like I said, I know that you guys have faced him in a scrimmage because I actually got a chance to sure. see it. Sure. I mean, I tell you what, he's he is uh, really big. He's physical. I mean, if you if you watch him on the mound, he's got great mound presence. I mean, he's he is uh, he's ready to 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 go on to the next level and and whatever that you know he chooses to do because he's going to be successful wherever he goes. But you know, uh, good slider. I mean, he he pops it, he runs it in there, and, and we've seen it, man. We've seen it at a, at ninety nine a hundred, and um, but but the but his slider is really good too, and uh, you know he competes. I tell you what, man, he's he's fun to watch. Yeah, and I, I know they've 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 been riding him all year, and and man, when you got a when you got a, a horse like that, man, you saddle him up and let him go. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking the exact same thing. It was like, well, somebody asked me. He was like, do you think they're gonna pitch him on the game two? I'm like, uh, <laughs> no. They're running him out there in game one like they always do, and that's what it's all about. Coach, we wish you guys nothing but the best. Best of luck. I will be at the games all weekend, and uh, I'm pulling for everybody to have a good time out there. And you better get there early and bring your popcorn because it is going to be a great battle between these two great teams. Thanks again, Coach. Thanks, Coach. You bet. You bet. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. There he is, Coach J.T. Oh, Blair. This is going to be – I'm got I'm, me hype. I'm telling you, man, this is one of the most – He sold it. – anticipated matchups in all in the area, in the state of Texas, because Westlake, as I said, this is the most wins that they've ever had in their school's history. They've got 34 wins this year, and it's the most that they've ever had. And then they're going in this area because all the teams now – are playing against each other to go to the next round. Yeah. You got Cedar Park and Rouse, two communities mm-hmm. that are right there playing against each other. Yeah. I mean, this is what it's all about, and it's an exciting time for these kids because one of these teams with all this talent is going to end their season. Yeah, no, it's uh like I said, coach got me hyped for it. Yeah, I mean, he was dialed in, wasn't he? He was, man. You can hear the, 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 the baseball in the background too. Hear the bats hitting the balls in the background, man. It was uh really was, man. That was a fantastic interview. I didn't want to interrupt. You guys yeah. talk, talking ball, man. It was just fun to listen to. Uh, texter here says overflow Westlake baseball seating. Head up to the top of the visitors. Uh, football bleachers. Yeah. Great viewpoint. There is a very good, great. There you go. And the thing about it, too, for those that are anticipating going to the Mm. game tomorrow in Round Rock, it just so happens that Round Rock is having their spring football game tomorrow night as well. And the baseball field, Round Rock is having their spring football game. It seems a little late, but I guess. Yeah, this is it. This is it. They're going to have their football game and then all those people that are there for the football game going to walk right on over. Walking right over to the baseball game. And it's like the fields are almost connected. They, and they couldn't have planned that out, could they? No. They weren't, no they, they, they weren't expecting they it to be that. these two teams at Playing that time. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They wouldn't have known. Maybe they knew their team was going to be good in baseball. Right. And also they were going to have their spring football game. They couldn't have known that. Especially when you got that kind of arm. You knew you were going to have a chance and to continue to play. And you got scouts coming out, too. That oh, it's going to be packed. Man. It's going to be packed. That is uh, that's great stuff there, man. There you go. Uh, that's kind. Of, I'm sure the flex crew actually probably has some. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> sorry, some discussion about that on the flex coming up tonight after ball. Don't lie. All right. Uh, thanks to Coach JT Blair. We appreciate his time. We come back. We got the 
uh, off the record on the other side, and we'll get into, man, like three or four different topics. The video game, one of your favorite video games is making a comeback. We'll get into that. Also, analytical proof that Austin is not a basketball town. We'll get into that. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9. D.D. Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break, man. Cold. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for another edition of Off the Record here, gentlemen. So there's a, there's a study done by WalletHub. All right. So WalletHub did a study to try to find out what were the best basketball cities in America. They conducted a study based on a number of different factors that were, that were thrown in, into the mix here. And uh, they, whether it be um, the quality of the, the high school, college, or, and or the pro basketball team in that area, uh, the fans in that city, all the different types. There were 21 key metrics they threw in there, all right, including the basketball culture in every city. All right, you guys want to guess what the top basketball city in Texas is based on this Wallet Hub study? Dallas. Second. They were, they were second, and second in Texas. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and nationally, they were 15th. Dallas was. You, you cannot tell me it's Houston. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't say. Why are you, why are you kind no, of like that? No, no, no. <laughs> Houston you, is third in Texas and 18th wow, on San the Antonio? No San Antonio way. is numero wow. uno. Well, they love their Spurs down there. They love their Spurs. They yeah. love their Spurs. It, they yes. don't, that's their only what? Pro team that's there. Yeah. They yeah. got UTSA down there too. Yeah. Which and they support. It's a good point. Yeah, they consider the colleges too. And okay. they said high school basketball is considered too or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, Houston I think, got the. The Texans, which, you know, they're trying to come back. But Dallas, you also have the Cowboys, which is that. So it wouldn't be considered yeah, the exactly. NBA so they, city. Yes. It's not the so San, yes. San Antonio would right. definitely Good point. be that. Yes, it's not the yeah. top French sports franchise in that city yep. that belongs to, uh, obviously, those NFL teams. San Antonio, there is no doubt. And San Antonio's local ratings, I don't know about lately, because I haven't looked lately since they've been – <clears throat> tanking or struggling. Had a, had a bad year. Struggling. But when they were, you know, obviously when they were winning championships and before uh, the big three ended up retiring and was broken up, they they were always top five in local ratings mm-hmm. nationally. Like yep. just local ratings of watching in yeah. the, their NBA team. So that's not surprising. Okay, so y'all want to y'all guess where? Okay, and they did it nationally. So they did two, out of 296 cities nationally. Okay. And then, of course, I ranked them all in the state of Texas. Anybody have any idea where Austin is? You want to guess? Ooh, very far out down. Of 296 uh, cities that were considered. 290. And out of all the cities in Texas, and I think they ended up with, I don't know, I counted probably, they probably got I don't know, like 15 here. 290. Something like that. All right, Patrick. I go like 250, 200, 250. 288. 288. Yep, they got him at 288 on the study. They got him as the last last ranked team in Texas. Oh, for sure. 
I get it for a little That's bit. The last week team, sorry, last week I, I get Texas. it. I will say the Moody Center was sold out and packed most of the season. So well, I most of those change that. This is probably probably prior to the Moody Center. Yeah. Most of those people came up from San Antonio. No, no, no. I'm saying for the I'm saying for the <laughs> Texas, games. Texas games. Oh, 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 no, that's okay. the only thing that, that Chris Beard okay. was trying to do, right? Was okay. change yeah, yeah, yeah. the basketball culture so in I, this I think town. It was. It's better last year than yeah. it was. So if these numbers are for pre that, then it's, yeah, it's probably okay. pre Moody Center. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. And honestly, pre Moody Center, I think we're all like, yeah, tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that yeah. tracks. Yeah, yeah, they got fans. it behind. They got it behind Nagadocious and Prairie View and Huntsville, San Marcos ahead of Austin, Lubbock. Yeah. El Paso, Corpus Christi, a better that, basketball that also, town than Austin. That also Christ. makes sense. It makes, it makes sense of per capita because you go like, no, a lot of these people are really big. And in Austin, there's more people than any of those cities that like basketball, but per capita, it's yes. less. Yes, So even though Austin has yeah. more, like possibly more than all of those cities combined of people who love basketball because it's so much bigger of a city. Yeah. Then it's going to be a smaller per capita. Uh, yeah, because they did it. Ba- they did it uh, based on city size, uh, which I think they, they did large cities. So I think that's what they're looking at per capita. They got Austin sixty first among the large cities, like big I, cities. I, I'll tell you this: Wimbayama could help bring that up a little bit as well, because right. the San Antonio Spurs are really trying to make an outreach to Austin a lot more. So if they include Austin more and more, and mm-hmm. you get this once in a lifetime player. Oh. They could maybe grow it even a little bit more. Oh, no doubt. Yep. I would love to see the comparison now between last year's Moody uh, Spurs games in the Moody Center and the ticket prices, and now with Wimby as a part of the roster, the the ticket prices when the Spurs oh, visit the Moody. Yeah. They're going up. Oh, they're going up. Quadruple, or quintuple, whatever. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, okay, uh, also something that is believable, and I'm glad it's happening. How about this news, gentlemen, from uh, – got it from ESPN. Shout out to my man uh, CB, Chris GB, double zero two. 2000 uh ea sports gonna let fbs players opt in or out uh opt in though to the 2024 video game so basically you have to opt into it they won't put your name and likeness on it at all but if you decide you want to be a part of it then i believe you can uh make the proper accommodations they said when the first version of college football video game in years comes out next summer the virtual likeness of actual players will be in the game and ea sports representative confirmed to espn on wednesday that it has contracted with one team partners to facilitate collegiate athletes name and likeness into the game solving one of the major questions about college football's return to the video game space the partnership will include the chance for all eligible fbs players to opt in to have their likeness in the ea sports college football game the representative said those players will receive compensation for being placed in the game hell why wouldn't you do it i'm getting a check i mean yes yes. please and give me my money matter (laughs) of fact i want to be the guy that's on the sideline you ain't even got to play me (laughs) but just pay me you know what i'm saying i'll put myself in it'll be like uh be like NBA Jam when Michael Jordan opted out. Uh, remember the day it was, and it was, was like, like Horace Grant on there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every time yeah. you're going in, you're like, oh, I'm going to beat the balls. Like, wait a minute. That yeah. is Horace wait Grant. Wait, wait, that, huh? Scotty, Scotty, and Horace Grant. I remember that. I remember how uh, offended I was as a youngster when I went to the NBA Jam. They were like, no, I can't play with Michael Jordan. And you know what? Turns out it made the game more fun. 
because I think everybody would just went with MJ and Pippen, yeah. and you would have never explored all the other combinations. <laughs> so because there was no MJ, you were like, all right, I'll, I'll check out, uh, what was it, uh, Grandmama. And yeah, yeah. Was. Larry <laughs> John. LJ. Larry yeah. Yeah. LJ and Alonzo uh, Mourning. Yeah, exactly. Or... I'll check out the random combination. So I, I'm actually glad now in retrospect there was no MJ on the NBA Jam. Because everybody would have been playing him. Exactly. It would have been lopsided. MJ versus time. MJ. You've been fighting at the arcade game <laughs> exactly. over some dude who can get MJ and Scotty Pippen. It's like, no, nah, man. Everybody just kind of mixed it up. And I ended up playing with a whole lot of the teams on there. Who was the best team in NBA Jam? Do we remember? Oh, I can't remember. There was somebody who could shoot threes really David well. Robinson. No, there was there was somebody who could shoot threes really well. And I can't remember who it is. But no. there was like there was one team. Oh, was, where it, was it the Suns? Community had a they, had, they could shoot threes real good. That was it Thunder Dan the Suns. on there? Yeah, Ooh, Thunder, Thunder Dan, Dan was on was there. Thunder Dan and Tom like, Chambers. <laughs> oh man, it just such a great game. Won a dunk contest and everybody's still trying to figure out how 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 did that happen? Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the text line knows which one. There's there was some that you could. Yeah, Chat cheat codes, yeah, little yeah. cheat codes in there. Trust me, I, I remember those. When you be in fuego, in, oh yeah, man, oh yeah, that was it my favorite. It don't fire, man. That was that was a that was a joint right there. Uh, okay, but yeah, the EA Sports college sports college video uh, college football game, I should say, yeah. um, is coming out and it's going to be out in twenty twenty four, and you will have college football players' name, image, and likeness actually involved. Not everybody, because I'm not sure if everybody's going to opt in, but the players that do opt in, um, they will be a part of the game and they'll get a check for it. Remember. It, I think it was 2003, actually, was the cutoff for the uh, the Ed O'Bannon case settlement yep. where they paid all the players who were who were on the games, who were obviously used their name, image, and likeness on the game, and they hadn't compensated them. And they cut that off at 2003, which was the year right before Rod B., could have got a piece of so it. So I could have got a piece of it. 02 was my last year, and the cutoff for them was 03. And if they had just put one more year on it, Rod B would have got a piece of I got a chunk of change. I think but, I got like I think I got like for five to ten thousand dollars, depending on how much of your name, image, and likeness they used. And they did your boy dirty. Did you get dirty. some of that money from Madden though? Oh yeah, you always got money from Madden. That's like that was a no, it's part of the players, players association. Yeah, that's part All of like your dues. Did you game. still get it? Yeah. If you no, went into the, no, did you ever play the game and know exactly who you were on there? Yes. No, I had, uh, I think I had like one, man, maybe two Madden games where I was actually on it, but not, obviously, I wasn't on a lot of games. But no, on, on the college game, did you ever play the college oh, game? Oh, yeah, you were, I was on all, I was on four of them. And you could see, and you could see, you're like, oh, that's me. Oh, yeah, but the graphics were terrible. Yeah, no, yeah. So that was I, before I the graphics got good. I've, I think I have a picture of it, actually. I still own a game, a system, a console, and I mean, Jeff Howe, my man, Matt Buller, bought the games that I was on, but man, the graphics are so bad. You, just, yeah. you cannot tell. You're like, that's my that's my image. That's it's my image and likeness right that there. That is not my likeness. That is, yeah. <laughs> that, that's eight, pickles, eight pixels of my image and likeness. Exactly. I actually do have, I'll show you guys, I have a couple of pictures, I'll text you guys a couple of pictures, but yeah, you can't tell this, Rod B. Nowadays, they get the, the skin pigmentation right, and every, the nose yeah. and everything. Oh, they got man. everything about oh, yeah. you on that. Yeah, now, Oh hell yeah! Back then, see that's a go. Look at that. Can you tell? Oh yeah, it's just like you. It's just a. It's just a. It's just number twenty one. That could be anybody. Then that could be Ron McKelvey. I don't know who the hell that is on there. Ron <laughs> McKelvey. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, some NBA topics. The Spurs uh, win the lottery, and that for uh, to the victor go the spoils. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful, not the horn.